Motherhood is a feeling. It's not a piece of paper. From moms to servant leaders to superwomen worldwide, we nourish mother leadership and help badass mamas take flight. This is the Ina Giving Podcast. Hey, my loves. Before we start this episode, my business manager has told me that I have to ask you if you could leave a review. <laughs> She's like the wife I never had. It's amazing. We love our reviews because they help us know what we're doing well and where we need to grow. And also help us with calling in a few more super women into the club, which is what this is all about. Thanks, my loves. You know how we've talked about storytelling and the power of stories? Well, we got some good stories in our head and we got some bad stories in our head. Or to rephrase it, we have those stories that help us and the ones that just don't. So in coaching, we definitely nail down this concept that every single person is naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. So if every person is naturally creative, resourceful, and whole, then why on earth would we ever want coaching? It's a good question. And when we coaches sit in all the time, it's a fantastic question for parents, for servant leaders, for all of us around the world that are struggling with the issues of today. Join us as we chat with amazing leadership coach, Izzy, and we talk about being naturally creative, resourceful, and whole, and also finding those stories that will empower us and move us into the creative solutions that are out there. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so happy to have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. So uh, this is the Oh So Fabulous. Isabel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My oh so, oh so sexy French friend <laughs> colleague uh, who is right now in New York City, actually. So she's very, very worldly and global at this point international yeah exactly so izzy is one of my colleagues um we do leadership development she is also an incredible incredible coach um and a wonderful friend uh and we're so happy to have you here today we are going to be talking about a coaching concept that we call naturally creative resourceful and whole do you want to talk about that? Can you like, what do you think when you think of naturally creative resourceful? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do we think? <laughs> yeah. It's a concept that was introduced to me like this um, when I started coaching. Um, but I realized that this was something I, um, 
discovered uh, in a different way when I started to work as an early childhood educator. Yeah, so why don't you give a little bit of your background of kind of like what you... So, so before I started my coaching career, I was an early, and I still am, I still am, an early childhood educator. Uh, I was working in London and in France, and um, in Nice, in France, um, and I was managing a daycare, um, yeah, for uh, several years, and then I moved to New York because my husband was there, and I wanted to, um, I thought about going back to that, but obviously you have to, you know, um, go through other trainings here. And I thought if I, if I go through certain trainings again, maybe I will not do the same that I've done before in France. Maybe I'll, I'll push it a little bit further. My understanding and knowledge into helping people into accompany people, uh, growing. Yeah, because in so France, this is the, how it start. In France, like the early childhood education and and running a daycare, there's quite a lot of of education and and there's a lot behind that. Is that right? Yeah, it's uh, it's not only just having the daycare open. It's um, it's really a company guide if you want. Um, I mean, in this term, but guide the while you're guiding the children, while you're creating this uh, space for them to, to, you know, this, and it's a safe space, same, uh, same wording that we're using in coaching, a safe space that will, you know, invite them to grow in a very harmonious and um, holistic way. Um, you will want to also accompany the parents and the team into building this relationship and this alliance with the children with the kids. Um, so it's very much creating space for everyone to be able to, to, to express who they are, um, what they can, what they can um, uh, give, how they can impact the rest of the team, how they can Im impact their children, how we can together have an impact on the children for the children to grow. Okay, so you did that. Way possible. You, you said that you're kind of like, when you're in New York City, you're like, all right, so I feel like there's something else here for me. I, I feel actually, it's, 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 you know, being an early childhood educator, you take care of young children. And then I came to a point that where I realized that I, I love helping adults as well growing. Because this was my discovery, growing, um, self-development it's um it's amazing and it's great and it's and it's super impactful uh on your world when when you open those doors of uh, self-development uh personal growth professional growth and so i thought well how about i explore that as well so in a way it's the same kind of things but for adults that i'm doing now <laughs> So I, love it. I feel like you're like the perfect person to talk to about this naturally creative, resourceful and whole thing, because I feel like there's such a tension with this and working with children is a really, um, it's kind of almost like an in your face way to see the tension that is, is between the two. Because so in coaching, when we say naturally creative, resourceful and whole, which for me was really hard to um, to kind of deal with at the beginning. Um, 
what it basically means is every single person on their own, on the insides, basically have all the resources that they need in order to grow and develop and flourish and they don't need anything else. That's, I would say, right. probably the way that I would put it. Right. It's holding them um, whole. It's holding them resilient. It's, it's giving the space. And it's, so it's, it questions where you want to stay, where you want to stand um, in front of people. And I remember uh, when I want to become an early childhood educator, my burning desire behind that was I want to help all the children on the planet to grow in the best way possible. Um, and I guess in coaching, there is this desire as well. I want to have all the people in the world to, to understand that resilience is key. But, <laughs> but where, where, do you, where do you actually um, give space to them? Where do you put yourself so you're not, you know, imposing your, your desire, even though you want to help? Um, so there is really this tension or difference in, in imposing your help and offering it and you take it or you don't, but I can offer it. I can offer it to you. And, and also there is also the, 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 the place of, um, letting people ask for help. So with children, it will be different. Obviously they will not ask us to, um, or maybe they will. So this, I think, is a cool place to go because I feel like with my little kids, like when they were little, and I didn't see this until hindsight. Now we can see all the things afterwards, after the fact. So um, after the fact, looking back on it, I could see that my children, by their behavior, were asking for me to step in were asking for me to, to do something at that point. They were just asking in funny ways. And I mm. think that like a really, a concept that helps me think about this is that um, I have people in my life that tell me that they love me. They say, I love you, Carmen, by making me food. That's the way that they do it. That's the way that they say those words. Mm -hmm. and they don't say it. They don't say, I love you, Carmen. They just make me food and then they like stuff it down my throat and are like, but you need to eat more, you know? And it's, and it's my job to understand that that's what is actually being said there. And I feel the same way actually about kids. I actually feel like that as well about adults too. I think that we can say things, um, we can say things that we're saying words, but underneath the surface, we're actually, there's something else that's going on. Mm, yeah, I really like that. And it, it really puts actually, it gives back the power to them. When you say that to, there is something that the, a, a really interesting way for them to show or to ask for something. Yeah, yeah, indeed. It's a, uh, yeah, we could ask the question about children. I was going to say it a, a modeler will probably not ask us, please, can you help me um, learn to walk? But in a way, they will, because they will start to stand up 
and to hold themselves on things and and to you know courageously <laughs> explore the world fall get hurt but go again and this is for us to understand that yeah, yeah. could be the moment but and to hold this to to continue with this uh, analogy to hold as the, at this time the kid naturally creative resourceful and whole we're not gonna hold the feet yes. and make them walk yes i totally agree so i think that this is the tension i think there's such a tension between there because it's like we i felt as a mom i was like i have to help my children with some things like one of the big things was my kids needed naps and they needed a schedule because they were terrible they were terrifying nightmares if they didn't have a schedule <laughs> if we got off the schedule one day it would be like three days later that they were just they were awful so bad for so long and um and it was like that was their way of asking me mm. help them with their schedule because they could they didn't have the discipline on their own they didn't have the tools in their toolbox they weren't developed they can't they didn't really know that they were there they were there it's just that they hadn't been grown i guess enough mm -hmm. in order for them to be like oh this is what i need to do right now i feel like that as an adult i mean like literally jack just came up to me and was like didn't we just talk this morning mom about how about how i shouldn't be on the screen so much how i shouldn't be on the computer so much maybe you need to take a break and go play a game with us and i was like <laughs> <laughs> I've grown his tools. Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? There you go. Yeah. Seriously. And I feel like, you know, he, again, it's that same thing. It's the tension of like, yes, I am a naturally creative, resourceful, and whole person. And I also sometimes am looking for somebody to support me, to, to, to kind of help me. And and push me as I'm growing. It's that tension between the two of like, yeah, heck yeah, I can figure it all out on my own. And I really actually appreciate the people that really help me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you're saying in the fact that you're bringing that back to you. Uh, I am naturally creative, resourceful and whole. And sometimes I need to ask for help. And sometimes I need to um, get someone, get some, um, uh, someone to yeah enter this world to make me grow um, and also what I like um, and I what what's important also for me is when you hold that for yourself you're making room you're you're holding that you're making room in yourself for holding that for others mm. um, so as a parent we you parents are, <laughs> I can say, um, you, you are triggered all the time. Okay. But we are too, as well as people in general, with friends, for example, or at work. Or Facebook, or... maybe, with political posts or like conspiracy theories. Or Every, like, absolutely. Like, things going on right now. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you want to you want to interact you want to say i know better than you or i i found the way that you haven't found yet and i can help you on this path and and but the question is what space do you give to the other yeah and and 
how much trust do, you, do, do we put into the other? Yep. I, I recently had, um, I have a, a group of, um, of uh, a group of women and uh, one of them was uh, challenged to ask a vulnerability, uh, to, to not to ask, to share a vulnerability every day. And, um, and it was interesting to see how the reaction it provoked into others, those who were holding this space for her and those who were in, in the need to help. And I was there a, not a long time ago, like a year ago, I was still there. I was still, oh, I can help. Oh, I can save you. I'm the savior. I'm, I'm the, 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 you know, the superhero that, that can give you. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the substance you need, the, the, the magic you need, and, and you, will, you will get out of here in just a, in just a second and, and everything is going to be fine. But then um, it was really interesting also to understand and to see how this same woman that was sharing a vulnerability every week finished, you know, closed this arc of sharing a vulnerability with a lot of smiles and a great understanding of um, embracing her vulnerability as, as something that is possible and that can nurture and that can uh, grow her also every day as much as holding all the happy things that, that are happening in her life. And, and she, she was all smiley and beautiful and, and, and whole <laughs> and, and standing, you know, at the end of the, the week. And, um, you know, and, and it, was, it was, I think a, it's, it's a great example of how we can hold people in their own space, in their own pace. Uh, of growing and and how we how how much they can do on uh, they can do on their own yeah i very much i think that this is it's just for me this in between is such a fascinating place in between mm -hmm. these two very specific concepts i love the tension in the in between anyway and these two in between i um i think that this is something so I have heard uh, since this whole lockdown has happened, um, I've heard a lot of domestic violence stuff going on in my neighborhood because the windows are open now and we can all hear this. And um, and I, it's like, so do I just hold them naturally, create a resourceful and hold, be like, they're gonna figure that one out on their own, you know? Or do I go and offer something? Or do I like go storm in and be like, come on out of here. We're going to go, do, you know, like, what do we do in those situations? And I think that this is, for me, this beautiful place that we, I think, are going right now, which is understanding that, we can't be in search of the perfect. And by perfect, if we define perfect as everything turning out according to plan, I plan something, it's going to end up this way, you know? And if that's our definition of perfect, which is the definition, that's the paradigm that we're holding, I think, I feel like we're holding right now in society, at least I definitely did for a really long time. I've redefined it recently. Um, and if that's the paradigm that we're holding, 
I feel like that paradigm is shifting right now. And that mm. we're getting to this point of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It's like, there's nothing, there's no perfect solution to this right now. There is going to be suffering, no matter what, no matter what we do, no matter what we do, somebody's going to lose out somehow. And then for me, the question is, now what? Hmm. Really interesting question. And yeah, I, I appreciate the, it cannot be perfect according to our plan. Our plan. <laughs> yeah. The plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so indeed it's hard. And I, and I had a discussion this morning with someone who it's, it's a different uh, situation from, you know, domestic violence, completely different, but um, what's the, 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 where it could be difficult for her, it was her relationship to her husband, with whom this the, the, the person you live with as well, you're not gonna say, oh, I'm gonna hold you naturally creative, resourceful and whole, when sometimes it has an impact also on, on you, or you can, but the consequences of that are for us together. So how can we design something together? So, so it's, it's not just, yeah, I'm holding you um, naturally creative, resourceful and whole. Sometimes obviously there are some calling or some urge to invite something to change, to shift. Um, but again, when we do that, when we invite the change or when, when we push the, the, the shift or, then again, <laughs> it's back to them. But we did, but we did our part. We did something different, probably. We did, and and it's so. It's the question here: with domestic violence, what can you do and and not do? And where is your understanding of that? What is your impact? What can, you know, can I don't know? What space can we give? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really, yeah. <laughs> I would like to invite everybody here to notice that Izzy and I know all of the perfect answers to this. Have you realized that at this point? <laughs> we have this all super well figured out, by the way. <laughs> we know. And, and I, it's our plan. It's our plan for you to thinking exactly just like us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, so this is like, this I think is when we get to that fascinating place where we're mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know some things, you know, I know some stuff and I know some stuff about myself. I don't know the answer that's going to make it all turn out magically okay mm. i might have some feelings about what we what the next step might be but i don't know what that magical answer is and i think when we get here and we realize that this is the deal that 
I love this, that people are naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. And people get stuck and look for help and are broken. And I feel like when we can hold both of those things together and understand that, that both of these kind of almost like parts of us live inside of each one of us. And as all of us together as a society, as a community, as a whole, we, we live in the tension between both of these things. And when we can kind of dance together in this and just have a relationship with each other where we're open and free to talk about this, I think that that's, for me, where, where we can find the steps, the next steps. Mm. I, it's so funny that you're saying that. See how, how we have it all figured out. And it's, I think it's part of it as well. It's where, how do you hold yourself in general? Do you know everything? <laughs> do you want to be the one that knows everything and has all the answer? Or do we want also to stay in this humble place of, yeah, actually, I don't know. But what I can tell is that my intuition is telling me this or that, or I'm available for you if you want to, but actually, I don't know. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Yeah. I'm not the magic fairy with all the magic answers. And mm. it's so interesting because when my kids were little, I definitely, it's almost like I needed to hold that line for them so that they needed me to be the magic fairy that kind of mm. like put it all out for them. And now as they're getting older, oh, it's such a relief to not have to do that. And, and I do, I feel personally, like I don't think we can skip over that part. I think that there's, I think that there, and this, okay, so I had a conversation with my brother about this, where I honestly, I feel like this is one of the fundamental differences between Republicans and Democrats. And so, yes, I'm going to go there. So uh, in the United States, there's like the liberals and the conservatives. Yeah, I know. So I feel like the Democrats, by and large, are, feel like people are, get stuck and need help and are broken. And they're like, let's do that. Let's go and do that, you know? And then I feel like the conservatives by and large are like, people are naturally creative, resourceful and whole. They're gonna figure that one out on their own. Let's let them just go figure that one out on their own, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because they're both true. Like, could it be both, you know? Like maybe they're both true and so how do we then sort of try to bring that together into this space of like, yeah, sometimes that, sometimes that, I don't know. Like how, how are we holding ourselves together as a community with the both? I like the, the yin and yang kind of also that you're, um, yeah, it could be an interesting question to be able at some point to hold someone naturally creative, resourceful and whole, do we have to um, fall into the trap of uh, giving help whenever it's not necessarily um, needed? Um, or is it a trap or not when you have young children? But again, it's a matter of perspective. Um, 
Yeah, that's um, that, that's interesting to ask this question. I think we've all been somewhere where you we felt that we had the answer and we knew better. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and where I'm there in, in in response to that, we had a closed door, a closed door. Um, like, no, thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no not the right thing not the right time not the right person and we feel like what <laughs> are you kidding i mean uh i'm the one who has all the right answers and then we figure out that this person one week later one day later one year later or sometimes later find a way that is just the right way for this for for this person and it was at the right time and with the right person this was this person um this was this person who decided and who made the, those choices and so yeah i yeah that's interesting i think yeah we've all been there and and it's I think what we're inviting here is the reflection on remember those moments? <laughs> well, what can you get out of it? And what's telling what's telling you and, and how can you serve the purpose of helping? Absolutely. And sometimes it's not helping, it's not saying something, it's just saying back and yeah yeah or or just simply say i don't know yeah definitely i so i love this because i think that one of the really big things that all of this gave to me personally was a personal understanding about just how naturally creative resourceful and whole i am as a human being mm. and that i i can find the answers it's just about knowing myself enough mm. to hear the, the kind of gnarly voices in my head that are, that are holding me back, not let them take over mm. and find all of the resources to, to get to, that I already have, that I already have everywhere. And, and even seeing those resources for what they are, seeing the gifts that I, that, the universe gives me every single day for what they are and then and then going to the place that's being called and I mm. think that, that is probably one of the most powerful things that has come to me from this yeah and don't you feel even more proud when you figure out those things and, and you feel it comes from you. Cause it does, it kind of comes from us. It comes from the us place. It's just, it's, it's me too. But you were, you had the power and you were making those choices. Yeah, definitely. It is very much that place of like such strong um, realization of just how much I can do. And so mm. I think that this is one of the, I think this is why I'm so passionate about working with women because I think that women are such nurturers and I mm. think that we're, we're taught from such a young age to go help 
other people and really nurture and all that kind of stuff. And it puts in our heads that I need help too, you know? And I think, I think it's like, we should stand in that tension. I don't think that we should just abandon everyone. I really don't. I think that we should mm. stand in tension. I just think that there's like, I love that, that analogy of like, um, the target practice of like, okay, so you're kind of like, you're, you, you want to get to the middle here, you know, and you're, you're shooting down here. So like, you're a super nurturer. You're a very, very nurturing person. You want to get to this sort of balanced place in the middle. Well, overshoot the mark as much as you possibly can. I mean, go to this place of like, I am not a nurturer in any way whatsoever. And you're probably going to get somewhere in the middle. between. Really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great exercise indeed. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know this analogy, but it's, um, it's, it's, it's great and it's on point. And I was going also to go back when we were talking about pride and, um, this feeling of, um, owning the change, the, do I still have you? Am I still here? Uh, yeah okay um owning owning the the shift that is happening um i will use this analogy also with children when when um when your children growing up manage to do something on his own her own this will stick forever and it's the same for us. Um, I, <laughs> I remember all my stumble and falls. <laughs> uh, maybe not all of them, but I remember how, how much I was hurt and how much I was disappointed with myself. And I think that if I had someone that magically got me out of the muddy place I was all the time, well, I would know much about um, succeeding. I would know much about asking for help. I would know much about um, creating from nothing, you know? And it's, um, so yeah, if we give this space, we're just allowing those people to grow even stronger, have a better impact. And we allow also this impact, this shift to, yeah, stick forever, I feel. I may be wrong, but I feel for me. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> we had this wait. talk, but yeah, but wait, there's more. We started recording and then we started having this amazing talk and I was like, uh, Izzy was like, so we were talking about the fact that it's um you know as a working with children before i i i had this uh uh feedback from people telling me no so basically what happened is that i was an early childhood educator so i had so many keys for parents to you know help their, ch their children and and what happened is that I was like, oh, but you know, when it's difficult, you can do this and that. <laughs> and they were like, no, 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 thank you. It's like, no, we don't want that. And you have figured out so many great things about taking care of children. 
maybe I haven't, or maybe I have, but give me this space. Like, it's great for you, fine, but I need to figure that out on my own. And so we were- oh my gosh, so I wanna talk about this because this is something that happens, like, I think this happens so much with parents too. Like, I don't know, I felt, I felt it more than anything as a, as a mom in the world, where I felt like the whole world had a much better idea about how to raise kids than I did. Like they all knew and they just wanted to tell me how to do it. I was it. part of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew and you were not doing what I knew was good. <laughs> and I, for so, I mean, so long, I was like, like, oh, I'm going to go figure this all out on my own. I don't, I don't need you. I'm going to mm. figure this all out. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, stop judging me mm. and stop trying to tell me what I need to do. I'm the one that knows my kids way better than anyone else here. So I, that happens, I mean, so much, so much. And then at the same time, I remember, I mean, I still kind of feel like this too, actually. I'd be like, where are, the, where are the women that are just a little bit older than me that can help me out with this? Or even a lot mm. older than me that can help me figure this out. Where are they? Like, mm. where are they? I don't know where they are. And I, so it's so funny that you say this because it's totally making me have like neural pathways in my brain of like, the problem for me was when I would go basically to someone and and kind of like ask for coaching and instead they would give me advice. Mm. And I would be like, I don't want to know what your opinion about this is. I mm. want help figuring out what my opinion about this is. And I think that's a, like, that's the difference. Coaching is like helping me figure out inside of myself what my opinion about something is and my stuff. Whereas advice is like, well, here's, here's what worked for me. And there are times when I want advice and there are times exactly coaching uh, and there are times where you want nothing as well yeah yeah and I, yeah i was going to say that because w w what we can hear from your example as well is that and from many other example is that sometimes we don't want things and sometimes we do but let us ask for help yeah. let us formulate this um demand because then we, we can, we own it. Whatever I love we're that. asking, yeah. then we own it. Yes. And this is what, so I have, I have this thing now that I do with, with everyone. Because sometimes we ask for help and we do it in, not in those words. We don't say those words out loud. And mm. I can sort of sense that there's something that's here that's more than just like a conversation. There's something that's that's wanted here. And so I'll, I'll look at the people and I'll say, what? tell me what you want, you know? Mm. Would you like just a shoulder to cry on? Because I will totally be that for you. Would you like advice or would you like coaching? I don't care. I, I don't care. I'm happy to provide whatever you need in this situation. And I think it, it, a lot, it creates ownership which I love. Yeah, absolutely. And this is key. I think so too. I think so too. Mm -hmm. and this is why I think partially why I'm so passionate about these Becoming Superwoman clubs, because I really see it as a space where people who are trained in 
in, in all of those different facets, you know, who have some advice to give, who also know how to coach and who also know how to just be that, that space, you know, for when, when we need that space, like for those women to come and support the, the other women that are out there in the world that are, cause I felt so much like that's what I wanted and I missed it so much. And now I hear this from women all over the world that are saying the exact same thing. They're like, where are the mentors? But then they'll get hooked up with a mentor and they'll be like, this is not helpful. And I think it's because it's this, it's like this kind of confluence of all of these things that need to, to come together. So Izzy is one of the amazing, amazing co-leaders that um, ran one of our pilot Becoming Superwoman Clubs. Um, and we are right now um, re-upping it based on the feedback. And Izzy is running, I think, at least one more pilot. To, are you doing two? One French and one English. Yeah. Um, pilot program to do this and it's based it's it's the the leadership development stuff um that we do together as a group with other other women and and people who end up being lifelong friends and end up going and doing really amazing things it's really cool to see the the stuff that's come out um from the becoming mm. superwoman pilots that we've run so um if you're interested, we are, we're, we're opening it up in September as a paid program. If you want to get in before you have to spend any money on it, um, let Izzy know and, uh, and she'll, she'll try to find space for you and her. Yeah. Yeah. It's still free. Jump on it. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making me grow for questioning things that we know, we think we know actually. <laughs> and for, yeah, um, continue the, this learning for me as well. <clears throat> Such a fun place. Such a fun place to be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We all learn from each other. All right. Well, have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. And I love you so. Thank you. You too. And I will see you shortly. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, such a fun conversation with such an amazing woman. Izzy, you always light my life on fire. You make my heart pink, pink, pink with love. Izzy is also an amazing coach. So if any of you out there are looking for someone that you want to chat with, she's a great place to go. You can find out more about Izzy on our website, which is inagiving.com. That's A-I-N-A-G-I-V-I-N-G.com. And you can also always shoot us an email at hello at inagiving.com. We answer to each one of them really personally because we care and we love having conversations. Shoot us a note and you can also reach out to us there if you're interested in that Becoming Superwoman Club that Izzy is starting. In the meantime, 
Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. And we'll see you next time. For those that are joining in in the audio reading of Becoming Superwoman 1.0, here's Chapter 14, A Little Story About Pirate Dragons. Did you know that all of us have voices inside our heads? Yep, every single one of us. Research backs that up. Thank God I'm not the only crazy one here. In his phenomenal book, Read It, No Joke, Positive Intelligence, Shirzad Shamin outlines his lifelong pursuit in search of these voices, the voices he calls saboteurs. Same voices that, 500 years ago, St. Ignatius called affects and thoughts from the evil spirit, just not quite so succinctly. We've all got them, and apparently humanity has had them forever, and they are pesky little beasts. So, imagine that your life is like a river, and you're the driver of your boat. Yes, this story has a Garth Brooks soundtrack that goes with it in my mind. So there you are, standing at the tiller, your hands positioned at 10 and 2, and your soul is poised to take on the world. The current of the river is your life purpose, where you're meant to be going. Standing next to you is your captain, holding up the compass and helping you to find the best path. On this boat, you also have some other characters, the crew members and the pirates. The pirates are there trying to get you off course, knocking holes in your boat, trying to get you to steer into rocks or down the wrong stream. They do all of this by whispering fears and lies into your ear. Fears of, I can't ever do that, or I just need to try harder, or it's not fair that the world is like this, or we can never do that. It's too dangerous. And anyway, it doesn't make logical sense. And guess what? Every single person has them. I have worked with people all over the world, from C-suite executives to women in huts in Kenya. We've all got them. Shirzad agrees, and he's got 40 years of experience and research backing him up. We all, all of us, have the voices that tell us that we're frauds, and everyone is going to find out that we're not good enough that we will never be able to achieve that goal because we've always failed in the past. Darn those pirates. Fortunately for our fearless boat driver, we also have a group of characters called crew members. And oh, the crew members make all the difference. Crew members like the one who loves you the most and the listener and the wise elder from the dawn of time. These crew members give us all the strength and the courage and the wisdom to choose the right path, get unstuck from the rocks and boulders placed in front of us, and help us to fly with freedom to exotic ports of wonder in the beyond. Yep, the crew members are pretty rad. So here's a secret I'd like to share with you. I've never said this publicly before. My saboteur pirates are just my crew members turned into dragons. Yep, that's it. There it is, my deep, dark secret. And let me explain. 
The conventional wisdom about saboteurs is that the best way to deal with them is first to know about them, hence why you should read that book. It's life-changing. And second, be able to disassociate yourself from them and dismiss or ridicule them. And yes, in the moment, I've found that to be the best strategy. So when I'm in a meeting or with friends or with my kids and I hear, shut up, you should not be saying that. Clearly, you don't know what you're talking about and they're going to find out. I found that an effective practice is to say, oh, hello, pirate judge. Nice to see you. Put those words into the voice of Scooby-Doo and move on with what I was going to do anyway. However, in the long run, in the long run, I've experimented and strategized and come to the conclusion that I have to deal with these voices as we have to deal with any other dragon. And the only way to slay a dragon, of course, is to pour waterfalls of love all over it. Have you ever been in a situation where someone is so angry with you that they're spitting fire, pouring out hurt and destruction at every turn? I have. Hello, dragon. And I have found that not once, not once, did it work for me to cajole them, to be angry at them in turn, to try to reason with them, which frankly sucks because those are the things that I really want to do and am naturally quite talented at. I've used them a lot. And while those tactics might work in the short run, in the long run, those dragons inevitably leak out the edges and come back to pour more fire on top of my head. Do you know the only thing that's ever worked for me for any period of time? Love. Love. Like massive love in some cases. Love that's unfair because I had no idea I was hurting people in that way. Love that makes no sense because I was working so hard to make everything right. How dare they be angry at me? Love that is exhausting because, hello, I am doing all of the things, grow up and deal with it. Love, love, waterfalls and waterfalls of seemingly unearned love. Same is true with those pirate dragons. When I'm running around doing all of the above-mentioned all the things, and my hyperachiever saboteur pirate says, you need to do more, more, this is definitely not enough, I have learned that when I am rational and have the ability to stop and listen and hear what she has to say, it goes something like this. Talk to me, sweet hyperachiever. I've nicknamed her Miss Busybody. Miss Busybody. I don't know what to do. I'm trying so hard and it never seems to be enough. It's like there's this unending list of things and everyone is expecting so much of me and I just can't do it anymore. And if I stop, I'll lose everything and the world will fall apart and I'll never get to where I want to go. And I just don't know what to more I can do. And I don't know the right thing to do. And I'm just trying so hard. Me. Whoa, I can see you're so angry. You know what? completely understand. You're right to be angry. Seriously. Talk about frustrating and feeling worthless and alone. And shoot, 
I'm so, so sorry. (sighs) Crap. I messed that up. I've been ignoring you a lot, haven't I? Well, nuts. I love you so much. And I haven't been telling you that of late. You are so important to me and so wonderful. And I see you. I'm so sorry. I haven't been spending enough time with you, have I? No. Oh, my fabulous. What an ass I've been. Crap. I'm so sorry. It must be awfully confusing and scary and alone in there, huh? It is. And I don't know what to do. I'm just trying to help and I have no idea what you need. And so, yeah, I hear you. And you are right. It's my fault. I've been so neglectful of you. I am so sorry. Because I love you so and think you are incredible. What can I do to make it better? Well, I mean, honestly, I kind of just want to sit and talk with you. Can we talk about everything we've done together up to now? And just sit and be so proud of how amazing it is? Can we... Can we talk about this beautiful life we have built, this incredible world in which we live, the quiet beauty of hearing the birds and the trees on a summer evening? Because, I mean, we've done pretty well, like really well. And I think, I think maybe just sitting and talking about that and savoring it might make it better. Hello, appreciator crew member. And so, at the heart of every saboteur pirate dragon within us lies a crew member, a piece of myself that I've forgotten about, not spent enough time with lately. A poor, sweet dragon running around trying to do something because they haven't talked to me in ages and they just don't know what to do to make it better for me. And frankly, that's their number one job in life, to make it better for me. Pretty amazing, huh? Poor lost dragons. All they need is what all of us need when we get right down to it. Someone to love us in spite of our occasional fire-breathing tendencies. I invite you to get to know those pirate dragons because, frankly, they tend to run our lives. And if there's anyone that's running my life, I personally would like to at least talk to them about where we're planning to go. <laughs>